Hello, my gals. Good evening. Happy October. Ooh. Happy October. Happy it's spooky season. Uh, I'm feeling alive, baby. I'm feeling Apparently. spectacular. Ooh, yeah. I'm Apparently ready to get neighbor. haunted. Oh, come on, mama. My neighbor's feeling spooky and alive, too, because he's uh, playing some sick jam. So my apologies if you hear that mm-hmm. in the distance. Just um, a little background music. Just a, It's just a little bit of something special to jazz up this episode mm-hmm. for you guys. What a beautiful contribution. Yes. Thank you to my new neighbor. What a guy. <laughs> How's everyone doing? Great. Very busy here in Salem. Oh, <laughs> tell us everything. Oh, lots of traffic coming in and out. Uh, luckily, I'm able to walk downtown if I want to enjoy the festivities and haunts. But haunts. if I need to leave the city, I just go through the, the Peabody side, which is the neighboring city. <laughs> You're giving away the secrets. Don't tell. Uh, I know. Just kidding. Just don't come here right now. Yeah. <laughs> we got there just in time. In and out. Yes. In was- and out. Out, you guys. I have first off some exciting news following up on our fundraiser for the Cajun Navy. We raised 390 buckaroonies. That's awesome. Yes. Shout out to everyone who donated. You guys are the best. And uh, we'll hit you with another fundraiser at some point for something we care about. So keep an eye out. You guys are the best. Yes. The best. I am also so looking forward to our patron Halloween Zoom party uh-huh. on the 21st of this month. Yeah, my costume so is yes. going to be on point. I'm trying to... Dante f- might wear a costume as well. <gasps> Don. Thank God. We'll see. I'm trying to sort out my costume, so um, stand by. But there is still time to become a patron, to join in on the fun. And you're also going to get exclusive behind-the-scenes footage from this investigation that we're going to tell you guys about today. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yes, You know you want that inside (laughs) scoop. Yes, we're talking Salem today. See us on camera, getting getting all scared and stuff. Ooh la la. (laughs) Yes. Emily, was that a Boston accent? Was it? Unintentional, but I like it. She likes it. We <laughs> like it. Um, yeah, v- very, very exciting stuff. There's already a couple of videos up there, so who knows? Maybe maybe throw a, a buck at us and get, a, get to see what we look like and on pajamas. You'll love it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, well, anything else before we get this party started? Um, no. No. I'm ready right, to kick then. this one off, yo. Hell yes. We're mm-hmm. excited. Well, we're the Golden Ghouls, Alyssa. Kylie. Emily. And it's time to get spooky. Ooh. All right. We're hitting the people with all things Salem. We had the fucking best time ever ever i want to say huge shout out to our patrons who made this fully possible um and especially to those who joined us on the trip it was so surreal 
to meet everyone. I cannot believe how lucky we are that people like us enough to uh, support us and help us go on cool trips and then meet us there. Join in. Travel from around the country. Oh my gosh. Seriously. Such a blessing. Everyone is so fun. We are because that was the funnest time of my life and met some of the greatest people. And I just Mm -hmm. like, honestly, what Alyssa said, thank you to the patrons who made it possible and the ones who came because that was just thank you. Thank you. Amazing. And we so learned so much. We experienced so much. It was it was too much. Just enough. It was a time. We'll never forget. We got to see Kylie's stomping grounds, which was Mm -hmm. amazing. And now I don't just have (laughs) to imagine where her apartment is. I know. I know (laughs) where it is. (laughs) Yep. It's a big deal. Honestly, it is a big deal because I, before I've been to a place, I imagine it very thoroughly. And then I get there and I see what's different. But I will say that going to Salem, I felt like I had been there before so maybe oh. some mm. some past life stuff we we're working on it's it's hard to say I was definitely having some deja vu because oh. I had been there before oh yes <laughs> <laughs> well when you, you know what so was I love it I had the best <laughs> eggs benedict and ev- at every morning every morning oh yeah Oh, yeah. We discussed that before. We're going to make it a reality. We are going to make it a reality. It's going to be, I don't know, a spinoff, maybe a TV show. We don't know, but something's coming. It better Uh, come. We've gotten gotten a few suggestions for a name for that. Eggtoplasm. Which I love. Booze and brunch. Um, Mm -hmm. There were some other ones, but some very, very good ones. So I dream about them at night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't blame you. So we we kicked off our our party weekend. Um, Emily and I and Kylie and the whole crew, all of our pals in Salem, we explored everything. I think we saw all the little kitschy museums. The Halloween Museum, the Witchboard Museum is mm-hmm. so cool. So cool. Um, Super cool. Kind of weird. Where didn't we go? <clears throat> We we went into all the museums. We we stopped we stopped everywhere we could. Um, and we loved it all, didn't we? We did. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the real party I would say kicked off when we went on a ghost tour with Spellbound Tours, who right. are amazing. Doctor Vitka is very cool. We we've been, such a character, yeah, such He's a guy. Amazing. Um. We kept running into him. I think we were like <laughs> destined to be friends with him. Yes. But yes. great tour. If you're ever in Salem, check out Spellbound because we had a wonderful time. So great tour. Uh, we did that. Uh, we went to a seance. Oh we my got gosh. messages. Our whole party got messages. It pretty was. Much. We, I, I cried a lot. Yes. <clears throat> Didn't expect that. Going into it, I could feel that Emily was going to get a message that she really needed, and I'm I'm glad that it happened. And the craziest oh part was after we left, because just full disclosure, 
my grandma came through at one point and I was wearing the jacket that I had had a note that I had wrote to her before she had <gasps> passed in that jacket. And I was also wearing her earrings. So it was oh, just kind of oh like gosh. meant to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I, I um, my uncle came through, which was like, <laughs> you know, heartbreaking, but also like so lovely for me at the same time. So I usually don't get messages when I go to these kinds of things because they're like, you can get the messages on your own, ma'am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but sure. I got lucky. Um, our sweet friend and patron, Matthew, joined us. Mm-hmm. He said that I am allowed to share this, but um, he has shared in some of his ghoul talk stories about his dad's passing and some paranormal activity and the aftermath. But his dad came through, which was very special. Um his dog came through, <laughs> which we which, like, all love. Loved. We loved. Uh, our friend Jennifer also got a message, mm-hmm. so it was very special. Uh, we did the seance at Omen, so another another great spot. Our mediums were Deborah and Autumn. Um, so, if you are ever there, check them out as well. I feel like I'm going to be just yeah, promoing everybody because real. we had right such. <laughs> Nothing Such is sponsored. <laughs> Nothing is sponsored. But if uh, if you want to be, shoot us a code and people will come take the tours. True. But yeah. Well, should we uh, should we start talking about where we stayed? Oh my yes. gosh, we totally should. Because that's right. where we got spooky. We stayed. Take it away, Em. At the famous Hawthorne Hotel. Which we discussed Ooh. way back in 2018 on oh, episode four, my very gosh. briefly. But our friend here, Emily, is going to give us a little history <laughs> and a little refresh since it's been a very hot minute since we talked about the Hawthorne. Yeah. What an introduction. And can I say I love this hotel, you guys? Because I've never Same. slept better in my life. I don't know what oh it was gosh. about it. But your girl's always having, like, these crazy dreams. And I know Alyssa's going to talk. She kind of, I mean, her nights, I guess, weren't like mine. But I just (laughs) slept so soundly, you know? And I never do. I have the craziest dreams every night. Not at this place, y'all. This place treated me like a baby in its arms. Wow. And I want to be there right now. Well, you know, if that maybe if something was holding you, something was holding me. <laughs> besides me, <laughs> that's a sparkling review of the Hawthorne. Really P- play that on their ads, why don't they? Oh, uh, this this babe's a babe. She's a beauty. All right, <laughs> and I'm going to tell you a little bit about her real quick before we like dive into what we saw. But it um, obviously it is named after the author Nathaniel Hawthorne. He's the local author of Salem. He's like their, you know, writer god, I guess, you know. They love him. He His house was down the street, you know. He had another place. Well, you know, you'll read about it. But Nathaniel Hawthorne, that's what he was, this place was named after. But it's really old. The whole location super old. Um, it was built in 1925. But before that, you guys, it like, 
was a bunch, that plot was a bunch of different things. In 1675, it was Colonel John Higginson's large, a large house was there. Yeah, Colonel John Higginson, his house was there. And Nathaniel Andrew married into the family and that became his house. So sometime in the late 18th and 19th century, John Gardner bought the house from the Andrew family. And it goes all the way until like, probably 1845 is when it's transformed into this Franklin building where it's this apartment structure and there's shops downstairs. Uh, The Salem people loved it at the time. Apparently it was this great building that everybody, that everybody adored. Um, So, but it, it got, it wasn't built properly guys because it, it got caught a lot of fires it was caught on fire a lot for some reason. Mysterious. I know. I don't know. Three times. Three times a charm, though, because then it finally burned down. <laughs> <laughs> Noted. It's terrible. It's terrible. And it so hasn't burned down since. It hasn't burned down since. No. And it's caught fire since. So, good thing. But. Yeah, 1859, it caught fire. 1860, it caught fire. And and then just burnt to the ground after the third time it caught fire. And in 1864, it was rebuilt. But by 1921, so the Salem Marine Society moved in, I guess. And they were making this like their home. But the locals in Salem, they were like, we need a hotel. You know, we need something beautiful to bring the people in. They can stay, make it nice. So 1921, they had this big vote and it was decided Salem Marine Society had to go and we're going to make this building into a hotel. So that's when it started. And by 1925, there it was, you guys, the Hawthorne Hotel standing there for everyone to bada boom. It was a very popular, popular place of the time. And did you know that the Marine Society actually was like, hey, like, we'll agree to this because there were a bunch of debates about it. They were like, we'll agree to this hotel as long as you let us still have meetings in there and make it designed like our ship. And I wonder if that's why the basement's designed like that. Probably. And then the section on top of the hotel, um, we weren't allowed up there because it's not, it's technically owned by by the Marine Society. And not the the hotel, so we couldn't have access. Oh, I bet it looks like that up there then. And we can see that. It does. <laughs> in 19- From the photos I've seen. Yeah. In 1954, they renovated it and made it all like, you know, special with air conditioning, televisions, radio, bathrooms in the rooms, which is great. In 1959, they changed it to the Hawthorne Motor Hotel because like cars were popping and they were like, we got to accommodate these vehicles. <laughs> Yo, like in 1970s, 1969, the Bewitched series filmed several episodes in the hotel. If you go to the elevators, there's a scene at the elevators. That's where Elizabeth, Mm -hmm. um, what's her last name, Montgomery? Pretty sure. That's where she was standing with her husband in those elevators. 1976 and undergoes some renovations again. 
1985. It has its 60th anniversary. Big deal, big deal. And then, you know, it just goes on. A small fire breaks out in 97 in the basement. Mm -hmm. My God. 2001, Bill Clinton's there. 2007, ghost hunters get in the place. Spark some, uh, some, you know, paranormal interactions. And then, you know, by 2021, your ghouls are there. And that is my historical Hawthorne history for you. Wow. And there you have it. (laughs) Um, I remember from when we did talk about the hotel that when TAPS, ghost hunters, went to investigate, they didn't get anything, really. No. Um, Mm. Which is interesting. But, you know, it happens. Maybe you get the right... A combination of people there and shit pops off. So it's yeah. That's... I mean, they say that the sixth floor and three twenty five; those are haunted spaces. And yes. um, you know, we got uh, you know we'll tell you about it, but we were on the second floor. Yeah. So, so we started the night just kind of like exploring the whole hotel, getting the lay of the land. Uh, We took Mm -hmm. the EMF meter onto every floor because we have a theory. So we noticed that on the sixth floor outside of the haunted room, 612, this is like supposed to be one of the most haunted rooms um, where a woman in white is seen. There is extremely high EMF activity, like off the Mm -hmm. charts it was going to red consistently which is questionable we were like what is going on because it doesn't usually happen like that correct yeah it it usually only hits like levels that high if there's something electrical afoot Mm -hmm. um so one of these ghouls now that i'm thinking about it i can't even remember who was like we should test this on every floor in the same spot to see, Me. I think it was Kylie, it was her. <laughs> we should test it on the same spot on every floor. So we went down to four, still pretty high EMF in that exact same spot. The rest of the hall was pretty chill. Like you'd get spots here and there, but nothing like when we were um, in this one particular corner of the hallway. And then again, down on the fourth floor, same thing, super high, same level. So um, we have come to what I would call a conclusion that I think there's something electrical going on causing the EMF spikes. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say that there is nothing paranormal going on on those floors or no one has seen a woman in white, but high levels of EMF can give you headaches. They can kind of make you dizzy, um, they can they can do some weird things to you. So that could be some of what is going on in some of those areas. But two and three, that area kind of, uh, there wasn't the same high EMFs in that same spot on the, the lower floors. So maybe something mm-hmm. coming from the roof. I don't know, but... They got an antenna up there. You know. Could be. Something to think it's about. It's the Marines. Oh, the Marines. Oh, the Marines. Not the Marines. They're up to no good. 
Um, I keep forgetting that they're up there. <laughs> yeah. They're doing something. We did get to check out the vampire ball, which we joked about, so but cool. uh, we got to see it. Everyone was beautiful and lovely and so sweet. So we will attend the very next vampire yes. ball that we can. Absolutely. But um, we we got up the nerve to ask the front desk employee their thoughts on the hauntings. And they said among the staff, they think three and five are the most active um, with occasional sightings on six. But this employee in particular said that they think the basement and library are the most active, which Dr. Vitka of Spellbound also said. Uh, so mm-hmm. we snuck down there. We moseyed on down there. Yeah, we did. It definitely felt like it had a vibe. At least for me, it just felt it felt strange. It a- I'm not going to say like it felt like there was paranormal activity, but it was just it felt different than the rest of the hotel. Had a vibe of a naked man in the corner. Yeah. Oh. Then we found out <laughs> that the basement was actually closed due to a wedding and the wedding parties were down there like getting ready. Well, this is after the wedding. So they had already gotten ready, but there <laughs> we realized this by seeing a groomsman derobing. De- so we we ran back to the elevator real fast. We did that. Yes. We, we got out of there. Whoop. Didn't see any cheeks. Um, but yeah, definitely the vibe down there is drastically <laughs> different than I would say like the other floors. Um, it's also reported that there's some weird activity on the elevators that kind of have a mind of their own. Mm-hmm. We didn't experience that personally, but not to say that there's not something going on there. Could be, but not in our experience. And we rode those elevators up and down, baby. Let me we tell you. Yes, we did. Yeah, we rode them all <laughs> around the town. Um, so now for the investigation. I would say it started off pretty slow, right? Well, not necessarily. We had some drama with the equipment that didn't seem slow or normal, to say the least. Yes. So there was definitely some weird equipment stuff going on um, to start off the night. The camera was like kind of malfunctioning, which I've checked it since I've gotten home and nothing was afoot. Uh, but it it started off kind of slow in terms of like activity with the dousing rods, with no cold spots. Uh, we weren't really getting hits on the K2 meter until I started telling this story about how I had seen something that morning. So I woke up a little bit before Emily did and... I was walking to the bathroom and on the other side of the room, I felt someone standing there watching me. So this is not new to me. This happens to me all the time. So I casually turned around and I saw on the door, hanging on the doorknob, Emily had a dress on a hanger, like folded over the hanger. And I saw the hanger not just swing a little bit. It went fully up to the, like, right side and swung back down very quickly. As if someone, like, picked up the edge of the hanger and dropped it and it just swung. And 
There is no no explanation for it. No breeze that could have picked up a hanger with a dress on it like that. So I hadn't had the chance to tell Kylie this story yet, but Emily and, he, Emily and I start retelling the tale, and we started getting a little bit of action. Um, you So we're going to play a little EVP for you, and I want to know what the people think it says. We have theories, um, but listen to it. First, you'll hear Emily say, can you cross the rods? And then there's something, a voice, it seems, that we did not hear. Um, So we'll play it twice with Emily speaking and then twice with just that voice isolated. Okay, I need your thoughts. So immediately after um, the, right after he told the story, the dousing rods like slammed in that direction, basically. They did. They went and then fiercely over there. That voice. Which is very strange. But did you guys hear anything? I personally, and just so everyone knows, like we haven't discussed I heard turn around. That's exactly what I hear. Turn around. Yeah. I mean, they it's are. like <laughs> it's wanting it was wanting us to turn around and look at the dress. Yeah. I mean, it it makes sense. Like in the moment, the dowsing rods swung and it says turn around. Yeah. But we didn't know at the time because we did not hear no. this. This was only picked up. If from I had the recording. heard that in person, I would have been like, "Stop! I know. We're yeah. done." I would have yeah, been like, "Oh my god! Home. Somebody must just be standing right there." You know? Yeah, yeah. But we were our backs were up against the wall, so we were sitting. There were two queen beds. Alyssa was on one. Emily and I were on the other, and we were sitting. And so there was, um, we were like facing the room, and our backs were towards the wall. Um, so I wonder if maybe whoever this entity was, was, as we know, cradling Emily like a baby. Love that. Maybe she was in his lap. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and it would make sense because backs were turned to say, turn around. Turn around. Like, hey, look at Ooh. me. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. But we, we started getting dowsing rod activity. We're asking questions. We got confirmation that we were speaking with a man. Um, mm-hmm. we got confirmation that they were killed in a tragic way. So when I started reviewing the footage and the audio, I kept hearing to myself in my head, ask Benjamin, like very insistent, ask Benjamin. And I'm hmm. thinking, who the fuck is Benjamin? <laughs> who is he? I'm like, can't be, it can't be Franklin. Hmm. Can't be him. Not Franklin. Never heard of him. But, uh, so... The next thing my brain says is, like, start looking up murders in the area or, like, tragic deaths, right? So I did some research, and a gentleman named Joseph White was killed across the street from the Hawthorne in the home at 128 Essex Street. So a little backstory. Earlier in the weekend, Emily and I were walking past this home, and I was like, Something bad happened here. 
She felt an energy. Well, wow. Joseph was was killed there by um by his nephews actually because he had some money that they wanted and the person who found him was a distant relative but also his handyman named Benjamin White. Ah, oh, jeez. Freaking out. I'm simply freaking out. <laughs> who is a Benjamin? So Benny boy. Was it Benjamin in my dress? <gasps> was it Benjamin yeah. or was it Mr. Benjamin. Joseph White himself? Oh, man. He was old, yeah. though, wasn't he? Maybe he, they were telling you to put on the dress. They were like, put this they on, like, skank. We like this on you. <laughs> he was old, but he had money and he had that giant house. I'll it take it. It was like... <laughs> At the time, I think it was one of the, like, grandest homes in Salem. Mm-hmm. So, oh, okay. Yes. He wasn't doing too bad for himself. Love that for him. Yes. But um, we kept What asking, an interesting connection. Yeah. Yes. Crazy. Very interesting. We kept asking questions. Um, we kind of lost this male spirit and... Uh, then I kept hearing like the letter B in my head while we were actually present. Mm-hmm. I was like, something to do with B, something to do with the letter B. So Kylie says, Bridget Bishop. And our EMF meter went bonkers. Like it hadn't it was scary. Had not really made any any movements in color. Um, but when we said Bridget Bishop's name, it went absolutely nuts. It was the weirdest thing, too, because you're right. It wasn't doing much of anything besides we were getting the dowsing rods. And then all of a sudden it was it was answering every question with the EMF detector after Bridget Bishop. Like very deliberate answers. I mean, we would say uh, make the K2 lights turn yellow. I mean, we wouldn't use that terminology, so to speak, but we would say, like, <laughs> could you please make the yep. light turn yellow? Can you make it turn orange? It's like, come closer. Like, yeah. as soon as we would say those things, it would it would happen. It was honestly probably the most significant response mm-hmm. uh, scenario that we've had to date in doing this, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, it's honestly. I feel me. like it's it was. It's hard to debunk. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, like we're we're always trying to debunk our experiences to just you know because we want it to be legit, legit. Yeah, but this was it was just such a change. It was I, I like I have no words because it was just yeah. And I just how do you how do you even explain it, that? The I feel like the energy in the room changed. Like there was just like something mm-hmm. was going on, and it was just obvious. And yeah. it literally was it felt kind of exciting. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that's how it felt. I mean, right? it. I at no point felt scared. No. I felt like comforted. No. Um, it felt yeah. like a very a very friendly presence. Really and yes. um, the room and like, like aggressive, the room got like lighter almost. Yes, you know. Yeah. Like you were in like and, another realm. So yeah. It was weird. And people mm. have claimed that she is um, spotted in the hotel or near the hotel because she had an apple orchard nearby. So maybe there's some sort of portal action going on at the Hawthorne and it's just 
bring in all the the spirits to the yard, but something yeah. is going on. Um, the weird thing, <laughs> my though, apples bring all the boys to the yard. Yes, <laughs> my apples bring all the spirits to the yard. Maybe that's more yeah. appropriate. <sighs> but I I wish I had more audio for you guys, but the weirdest stuff went on with our equipment mm-hmm. just in the room that night outside of the room everything was fine but investigation time came um our audio engineer tried to save the audio and was like this is fully corrupted it's very strange because it's like a weird staticky sound and then you can hear us like so faintly it's it's bizarre um yeah. and then at one point but we didn't have there was very little white noise. Nothing. We shut the AC off. Yeah. Like, it wasn't out. like, and you know, because we've done this a few times, we know how to set up, yeah, <laughs> a re- recording yep. appropriately, and it was just completely messed up. Like yep. something was interfering. Yeah, yeah. our no camera reason. also died, or so we thought. It like did the whole shutting down noise, like it was dying, and we were like, "Oh shit!" Well, I guess there goes video. At least we have the audio running. No, we didn't, but um, we but lost that. This is what's weird to me, okay? Because this happened to us in the in a prior investigation. Yes. Mm-hmm. And where the, the camera audio. just shut off and there was no reason for it. And it happens again. Like, yeah, it could be a faulty camera, but like we haven't experienced that anywhere else besides like when we're trying to do this stuff. Yeah. You know? The scariest part to me, it died, and I have that recording. It's, you know, it's um, it's hard to see. It's hard to hear anything. Everything's weird, bizarre, because when I went to set up, I tested everything. Everything was fine, but it died, right? Well, I'm going back, and mm-hmm. I'm reviewing footage, and there is another video of us at the Hawthorne. What? What? It... The camera, like, <laughs> shut the fuck the, up. The camera turned on. The camera seems to click on by itself. It records for about four seconds. You can tell that none of us went and started it because we're all Ew, like dude. sitting on the bed <laughs> when this video starts, right? Shut and up. there is this like alien sound over it. I mean, like, <laughs> I sent and you it's guys, not me. I sent them just the alien audio being like, we picked this up. I don't know what the fuck it is. It's bizarre. <laughs> that creeps me out, man. Get this, though. I'm going to take it further for you guys, right? He filmed us, too? Something happened. Oh Some, my. Someone, something turned on our camera, and it recorded for about four seconds, and there are really bizarre sounds over it. But uh, that night, Emily said she didn't dream. <laughs> I had a hell of a dream. And was that when I woke you up? No. Okay. <laughs> Kylie did give me a fright one morning, but no. Um, this <laughs> night, at the time, I thought it was a dream. I'm going to give you guys some more info in just a bit. But um, at the time, I thought it was a dream. I'm pretty fucking sure I astral projected back in time. Listen what to this hell? shit. So that night, in my dream so to speak I was a witch and I was being attacked by townspeople and I was strangled by a man he was like he had his hands at my throat 
strangling me. It was fucking terrifying. It felt completely real. And um, the morning, the next morning when I woke up, my throat was so sore and I had a giant bruise on my back that was not there the day before. I can post a photo of this on Instagram. It's weird. It's weird. It's weird, like blotchy red. It's, yeah, it's blotchy. There are like broken blood vessels, which it's really strange. The shape is bizarre. I never fell. I never ran into anything. I never got hit. But in the dream, I got pushed down on the ground and, and choked. So... Sham Jude. That that's what happened at the Hawthorne. <laughs> um but we yeah. Yeah. And I hope that wasn't understated at all because I felt like we in that room, like something happened. People came yes. in. Yeah. And it was crazy. Because I've I I've wish, never experienced something yes. like that before. I wish we had all of the audio and all of the video so you guys could see and hear the responses mm-hmm. that we were getting, our reactions. But sadly, that shit was corrupted and me, there's that no saving it. so much sense why that would happen, mm-hmm. you know, when something yep. actually comes through. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. It's a tale as old as time. time. In terms of electronics and interference when it comes to paranormal. True as it can be. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it doesn't end there, people. The next day, Mm -mm. we headed over to Proctor's Ledge, and Kylie is going (laughs) to give us a little history before we talk about our even crazier experience there. Yes. (laughs) Okay. So... Up until 2016, which is super recent, we, as a country, (laughs) believed that the Salem Witch Trial hangings, or burnings, or let's just call them for what they were, murders, occurred at Gallows Hill, which is located on the west side of Salem. West side represent. This was not, however, the actual location. The real location of the Salem Witch Trial murders occurred a quarter of a mile away from Gallows Hill, about an eight, nine minute walk, at Proctor's Ledge. And a quarter mile from the other side of Proctor's Ledge is where I live. (laughs) Just want to let you guys know. (laughs) Don't tell everybody. I I mean, they won't, they can't find me. So Proctor's Ledge may have been named after John Proctor who was one of the accused, um, or Proctor's grandson, who later purchased the land. So John Proctor had been hanged in August 1692 after a much-publicized prosecution. He had doubted the validity of witchcraft during the trials. Um, He basically accused girls, or those accused of faking their um, hysteria, And he also went so far as to say that any devil in Salem was within the accusers, not the accused. Um, So that is interesting. So back to the location debate. Throughout the years and centuries, 
The location of the Salem witch trial hangings became blurry, uh, likely due to you know lack of accurate and exact historical recordings. And this could be due to the shame people had towards the event or even the desire to forget. According to historyofmassachusetts.org, it appears that in the late 18th century, locals still knew that Proctor's Ledge was the site of the murders um, because in 1766, John Adams visited his brother-in-law in Salem and wrote in his diary that he had visited the ledge where he referred, which he referred to as Witchcraft Hill and mentioned a number of locust trees that were later discovered to have grown on Proctor's Ledge. So Proctor's Ledge, um, before it was named Proctor's Ledge, was known as Witchcraft Hill, which would make sense if it was the location of the Salem Witch Trial murders. An interesting fact, in 1921, local historian Sidney Purley believed he had located the spot of the executions, saying it was not Gallows Hill, that it was actually near the base of the hill on Proctor's Ledge. His conclusion led the city of Salem to purchase part of Proctor's Ledge in 1936, I'm guessing from Peabody, which is the town right there next door, um, and they named it Witch Memorial Land. <laughs> no memorial was built um, because up until 2016, most people still believed that the um, the murders, the executions took place at Gallows Hill. So sorry, Sydney, that people doubted you. Then in 2010, Salem State University's Emerson Baker, uh, part of the Gallows Hill Project, teamed up with Virginia Scholars Lab and reviewed all evidence and scanned the grounds, um, looked at a ton of historical um, artifacts and papers provided by locals um, and discovered that Sidney Purley was right. So on October 5th, 2016, which again is so recent, I can't believe that this, <laughs> that this was only just, you know, solidified and realized. Um, Marilyn K. Roach, who is a local Salem historian and Professor Emerson Baker, who I mentioned, presented information about the rediscovery of the site um, and part of the evidence included eyewitness accounts of nearby neighbors who were able to see the hangings from their houses. So those neighbors would not have been able to see the hangings had they occurred at Gallows Hill. Um, one, because of the distance from the location of these neighbors and because Gallows Hill is super steep, it would be extremely difficult to pull the wagons that held the accused up the hill. It just, it doesn't make sense. Proctor's Hill is less steep, also more visible, which aligns with the accounts of the neighbors. So a sad fact that most don't know, probably because it's just horrific, is that after the hangings, the bodies of those accused were disposed of in a crevice nearby uh, which is where the memorial now stands. And so the bodies were dropped or stuffed between rocks uh, you, very haphazardly. So like limbs and appendages would be sticking out. So it's very horrific. So it was absolutely forbidden at the time, you know, in the 1600s to go near, let alone touch the body of a dead accused witch. So if you were to do so, Let's say you were a family member of one of these 
accused witches and you wanted to move the body. If you were caught, you would be accused of witchcraft yourself and thus murdered. So the families of those accused had to sneak out to Proctor's Ledge in the middle of the night to collect the bodies of their loved ones and then bury it somewhere else, likely on their own land. But it was very secretive, so there are no records of the locations of the bodies um, or the remains. So as far as we know, and as far as um, history has told us, there are no buried bodies on Proctor's Ledge. However, that's not to say the spirit of one or many of those accused don't remain. Also, you know, there there could still be remains. We There's really no way to tell completely. So the official and overdue memorial at the base of Proctor's Ledge was built in 2017, which is basically yesterday, <laughs> and commemorated on July 19th, the 325th year anniversary of the Salem Witch Trials. So July 19th, 1692 was the date of the first of three mass executions. So five women, Sarah Good, Elizabeth Howe, Susanna Martin, and Sarah Wilds, and Rebecca Nurse were hanged from a tree on the ledge and their bodies thrown into the crevice where the memorial now marks their names. And I thought it might be important to read all of the names um, of those accused and, and murdered. And the names are listed at the memorial. So Bridget Bishop, Sarah Good, Elizabeth Howe, Susanna Martin, Rebecca Nurse, Sarah Wilds, George Burroughs, Martha Carrier, John Willard, George Jacob Sr., John Proctor, Alice Parker, Mary Parker, and Pewditor, Wilmot Red, Margaret Scott, Samuel Wardwell, Martha Corey, and Mary Yeasty. Heavy. I'm guessing Alyssa's having some feelings, yes. and we're about to find out why. Any, many feelings. Um, who, I mean, first off, just like heavy, very dark history, but yeah, um, we almost didn't get to go here, and I am so grateful that we did. I feel like we were pulled to make it at mm-hmm. whatever cost. Um, yeah, so as soon as we got there, we started getting K2 hits, uh, dowsing rod responses very quickly. Uh, we have a few recordings that we're going to play for you guys, so please excuse any background noise. The airport's not far, so there are planes overhead. Um, <laughs> this is just unavoidable when when you record outdoors. But yeah, so the first recording, um, it's a pretty quick one, but it's just to kind of give you a reaction or an idea of how we were reacting. Um, the rods were were responding very obviously. Um, these we do have very clear footage of, which we will eventually share once I've got the time to edit all that and do that good stuff. So you will eventually get to see this happening in action. But for now, um, we're going to play this first recording. You're going to hear our friend Jennifer, who joined us for the weekend. And uh, she asked if their remains are still there. And we got a yes response really quickly from the rods. So... Here's that recording. Are your remains still here? Across the rocks. Oh. Oh. So yeah, you can tell that we are like <laughs> shook. <laughs> shook by these yes. responses. We're like, oh wow. Because <laughs> they're they're very 
intentional. And um, I think Mm -hmm. this might have been one of Jennifer's first times using the rods. And she was telling us how crazy it was because, I mean, you can feel energy like pulling them. It's very obvious when like wind swings them or something, when it's like an intentional answer, you can feel the pull Mm -hmm. and it's it's a little unsettling the first few times. And can I just say she was holding them correctly. So her hands were at the very end. Absolutely. She had no fingers touching the rods. It also wasn't windy at all. No. Yeah. (laughs) And there's video of this. So you guys will get to see that eventually. Um, And the next one, you will hear us ask if it's okay that we're there. Um, There is a little background noise of people in the distance. It sounds like two men. There was some construction going on um, nearby. It sounds almost like the men say, like, we're getting out of here or something like that. So it's obvious what that voice is. Um, But then you're going to hear something else. So this is going to play a few times. Listen closely. I want to know what you guys hear. Here with you today, cross the rods. It's an okay that we're here with you today, cross the rods. Okay, did you guys hear that? Yes. Does it say scary, scared? Sounds like scared. Uh, yeah, I hear like I'm scared, and it's very like. I mean, yeah, it's obvious that it's not us saying yeah, that cause... because we nobody was whispering at the time. In no. <laughs> listening, it sounds very close yes. to the audio, but we were all, even though we were outside, I think we were like subconsciously socially distancing. <laughs> we were all at least five, six feet away from one another. Yeah. And Alyssa was closest to the audio. And it was, this is not her no, voice. No. Not, and I'm, there's no reason why I'm saying I'm scared. Like, she, yeah, I was when, not she scared wouldn't say uh, that. at all. She wouldn't yeah, say that. Yeah, you were that. chilling yeah. at that moment. Yeah. And it does sound <laughs> um, like it's right into the mic, but in such a faint, like, distant way. It's weird. Yeah. And the strange thing to me um, is that, like, listening back to all the audio, because, you know, obviously I'm trying to debunk things, it's clearly not our voice um, when you can hear us speaking quietly, you can hear us. It's obvious that it is us speaking. There is just so much more volume behind the human voices. So um, mm-hmm. I'll let that sit sit with you guys. But very, very That's interesting. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, got another recording here for you. So this is where things start to get kind of intense. Um, whew. I might cry in this episode, you guys. Is that oh a first? My gosh. I know. Shit. Um, we were not expecting this. No, this I mean, was obviously all not, but <laughs> very unexpected. But I started feeling very physical reactions. Um, just I was feeling so much inside of myself and it came on out of nowhere so this was really bizarre but this is just a recording of um kind of kind of the start of when all of this happens you'll hear one of us ask um if this spirit that we're communicating with is at peace and then 
I kind of react to um, that question. It was almost like it it happened to me, like whoever was speaking to us, I was feeling what they were feeling. That's how it felt. You're at peace, can you cross the rod? Ooh, I just got a splitting pain between my eyes. Are you trying to communicate with Alyssa? Cross the rod. Like, who the hell Ooh. I just felt like cold across my chest and shoulders. Okay, so that's really just the start of it. Um, I want us to talk about our experience a little bit and kind of give some background because this next audio is a bit lengthy, Mm -hmm. but this is where (laughs) I I would say shit goes down. Um, Not in a bad way, just in a very surprising way. Uh, I think we were all pretty shocked, but I started feeling sick. Um, My head was killing me. My stomach didn't feel right. Um, The rods were crossing really intentionally to answers. We were getting K2 hits still. Um, You'll hear us keep asking the same question about the remains because we knew that there was not anyone there. Um, Or, you know, to, to... history's knowledge no one is buried there but again that doesn't mean that maybe some something from someone is left behind or maybe a, just a spirit but um yeah you'll hear us ask that a couple times background kylie was having hand pain randomly so you'll hear us r- reference <laughs> that um <laughs> you'll also hear us kind of like laugh in reaction to getting responses because it's unnerving so, that's how i respond to discomfort i laugh so. yeah it was just i'm not cackling at Alyssa's emotions no. i'm cackling <laughs> because i'm nervous yeah it was um yeah we were just i think shocked by how how like obvious the responses were the raw mm-hmm. it, it was yep. it was crazy so you'll hear us kind of like laughing and then it's more like, oh, shit, this is really happening. Yeah. So that's what's going on here. I wonder if this is yeah. actually where she is. Oh. So, we're sure there's not any, like, water there. Now, I don't know if this left-hand pain is your left-hand pain oh. or, or if I'm, like, feeling energy from someone She just confirmed that she is over here. Her remains are yep, here. She said yes earlier, but specifically here. But here specifically, yeah. in this spot. Are your remains right here, right up against the slide? The slide up. How are you feeling, Alyssa? Okay, I'm seeing a, like a rectangle with a through it. Ooh. I don't know what it, what that symbol means. Like, what is it made out of? 
it's it's just like the shapes it's just the shapes drawn like a rectangle hmm. but an x pen keep lighting up these lights if you're still here She backed up. Mm. That's intense. My head is just splitting. It's bad. Yeah, who has that flag? England. Jolly. Google it. Countries with X's across the flag. It's England, right? Uh. Most of the UK ones, because they're all, uh... Oh, no, no, whatever the hell you are. Sorry. UK? Okay. Uh, <laughs> they're, they're all combinations of each other's flags on one. Oh, oh. true. Okay. So, Scotland, Scotland. England, hey, it's Scotland. Wales. Hey, it's Scotland. It's Scotland. <laughs> it's Scotland. <laughs> Did you see the rods just now? Uh, oh, yeah, best? I just got... It's is it? Is it Scotland? Can you cross the rods if it's Scotland? And the second I, I said ancestor at all. <laughs> I got chills. They're multiplying. Are you excited to meet your descendant? I bet she welcomes you. I wonder if they have red hair. If they had red hair. <laughs> Ask them. Do you have red hair? Did you have red hair? Yes. Oh. So glad I checked the camera before. That all happened. Uh, <laughs> Alyssa, how do you feel listening to that again? Um, like, I post listening to this, I have cried every single time. It is very emotional. Um, also, I don't know what happened, but I don't know if anyone caught the way I said any more in that recording, but it was like I took on an accent for a moment. And that <laughs> oh makes I didn't hear that it. makes me laugh uh when I like listen back to it. But yeah, the the crazy thing is that when I was in Salem, although I was like very much enjoying my time there, I and I kind of felt like I had been there at some point in my life, even though I never have. Um, mm. 
I have been pulled back ever since. Um, Girl, I mean, I'm telling you. Yeah. I know you you probably have ancestors there. Well. I But I feel at peace there. Yeah. I love that place. I mean, I, I definitely, mm-hmm. I, I felt very much at peace. Um, and I just, yeah, it, crazy just just craziness but um so i i asked about the oh sorry oh go ahead i was just gonna say so i i asked about the red hair because um women with or girls with red hair were more apt to be accused of witchcraft yep and Alyssa has bright beautiful red hair and Mm -hmm. something that i didn't think about so i i have to tell you guys so much so much there's so much to share so i'm digging into genealogy i haven't gotten that far back yet i will keep you guys posted obviously like this is something that has to has to come back up but um i talked with my medium after the fact i gave her you know enough so she kind of knew hey i had experiences but not enough to divulge anything that would you know, give any real hints. I kind of, this is Mm. how I approach anyone, my medium, any mediums, any mentors, anyone in my life who, who has these abilities. I, I give them as little as possible and let them sort it out so I can make sure, you know, the real deal is happening. Right. So I tell her about it. She confirms that it is possible to go back in time. She says that the man who attacked me is still very angry at me. He believes that witchcraft is evil. And then she proceeded to draw him, just as I had seen him in my dream, down to the clothing he was wearing, down to the buttons on the jacket. I mean, she drew this man who I saw when I had the dream that night. And he is that is so pissed at weird. me. She said he is He's pissed? pissed at me. Shit. Yeah, she said what? all she felt when she saw this man was anger. And I mean, that's what I felt. Mm. I mm. was choked by this man and he is still mad about witchcraft and he's mad at me specifically. So she um, also confirmed that I have not one, but two ancestors there that are trying to reach out to me. What? So the weird thing was, and I didn't think about this until after the fact, because I was like, why would I see a picture of myself in my head? And I didn't tell her this, (laughs) by the way. And I had actually forgotten that we asked them if they had red hair and they confirmed. But she says to me that the one that I met at Proctor's Ledge looks just like me. Hair and all. Holy shit. Mm. So she's a babe. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm getting at here, folks. Hype me That's up. The, yeah. Hype me up. But yeah, she was like, she looks just like you. And I had totally forgotten. I had seen that image. We had asked if they had red hair. Totally forgotten about that. It makes sense why this man would be angry if he thinks you're someone else. Yep. Um, uh, yeah, so she also, while we were on our call, she said that I brought home, uh, 
this ancestor is familiar with me who happens to be a little cat. So Are you kidding me? <laughs> it was Aww. really bizarre because I hadn't really noticed it. Um, but as she said it to me, and I wish I had like recorded our meeting or something because mm. right behind me over here in the corner, there was movement. Like there was a small cat like playing with something over here. How sweet. And since then, I have started seeing this little cat out of the corner of my eyes. And I am being pulled back to Salem because all of these people have something to tell me. And I need to bring her familiar back. I need to bring this cat back to Salem. What are you going to name it? (laughs) I don't know. I think the name has to come to me, right? I mean, it's got a name. It's somebody's familiar. Yeah. So I got to come back and I got to bring this little cat. But... um. She's and Emily. <laughs> Don't forget Emily. Yeah. We're bringing everybody. But um I gotta come. That is why she's coming. But yeah, um, so I have the the ancestor who looks just like me. I have another one who was apparently um married into my family at some point in time. But uh she said that the one who looks just like me lived on the outskirts of town, looks kind of like farmland. So, oh my God, what if it was my hometown? Oh my gosh, what if it was? <laughs> Kylie. We're going to have to go there when you're here next. What if Kylie drive around, see, is see like a, a relative of, of one of these people Sorry. too? What if we were all friends back in the day? <gasps> what if you guys are related? Spooky. Yeah, <laughs> oh but my God, she, uh, my mentor said that there are actually four spirits that are pulling me back there, and that's why I can't stop thinking about it. So, five. Me. (laughs) (laughs) The weirdest part, though, too, is like I've been on lots of trips, right? And it's like this particular one just felt so freaking peaceful. It really Like I never felt so peaceful in my life in every single place that I went. Yeah. And the weird thing, too, is like I already feel so close to the two of you. I mean... You're two of my yeah. greatest friends. We do this thing. We've been doing this thing for years now. But I felt so much closer to you yes. both after yes. that trip. I felt so much more connected. And I don't know if it was Salem working its magic. I don't know if it was the experiences that we had together. Because this, to me, is the most validating evidence that we've captured so far Mm -hmm. I don't care if there are not a million EVPs and there's not video footage of anomalies or what apparitions whatever the paranormal field considers substantial to me this was the most substantial evidence we have gathered together thus far beautifully said and always yes yes and yes mm-hmm. I mean for sure the most evidence we've captured the for sure the the feeling of just the closeness between us is like so strong yeah which again we have been doing this for years it's so crazy Salem is so magical you guys so so it's magical insane. so safe to say we are going back um probably in the spring and mm-hmm. we uh we actually have another investigation on on in the works. So uh, be on the lookout for 
that information to roll out in the future. But I forgot to mention there is another voice uh, in that last recording. Our friend Brock was there spitting knowledge. He like <laughs> taught us so much that weekend about life, love, voodoo, everything. Salem, just yep. historical facts abound. He was spitting so much knowledge. So um, you'll also hear Brock's voice in that recording. But yes. And I do want to say, so Brock and I have known each other for like probably over 10, 15 years. We haven't been super close, um, but we've always been friends. And he just moved to Salem like a few weeks before the ghouls came. So I was like, what is this timing? And he's lived all over the world because he um, serves and he's a medic. So it was just... I was like, what is this timing? Is it a coincidence or what? I mean, it really felt like the perfect combination of people were in the right place at the right time. I know there's no way to verbalize what that feels like, but I very much felt it in my soul. I still feel it. So mm-hmm. I 100% agree. It was karmic. It was just, yeah, it was... It was everything, y'all. Yeah. And we're so happy we got to share it with you. <sighs> yeah. Oh, so, oh, don't make me cry again. But yeah. Um, <laughs> just thank you again to our friends who showed up. Um, new friends that we made along the way. I feel like we met met so many people and made great connections and truly had the best time. So we could go on for hours <laughs> Don't want to bore the people, but um, I hope everyone enjoys at least hearing our stories and and the few recordings that we were able to share. So, whew, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, it feels sh- just shed the tear over here. Love I you know. guys. Feels bittersweet to end the app, but I think we we got to do it right. Oh, yeah, and we love yes. all the listeners. Yes, we love you and the uh, patrons especially. Uh, this was just Couldn't like, do it without you. S- seriously, this just like restored how excited I already was about what we could potentially do with this podcast. And I just uh, can't wait for the future. So love everybody Ooh. who has ever listened to a single episode, told a friend about it. Yes. Told us we were shit. We love you guys more care. than you know. Given us any attention more than you know. to keep us going. <laughs> love you guys so much. Until next time, stay spooky. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh.